Hello, my friend. Happy Friday. Congratulations on making it through yet another week. You did it. We did it. And I'm so glad that you're here. I hope there was something over this past week that made you smile, made you laugh, made you realize how grateful you are for something in your life. And I hope that you have something fun and enjoyable planned for the weekend. Even if it's like sitting, doing nothing, binge watching a show, if that's enjoyable to you, if that's fun, then I hope you're able to do that. We, as you are listening to this, are headed back to Montana, leaving Arizona, and I'm sad about it, and I'm also ready to go back. Um, There is a level of comfort with anything that's familiar, and as I'm saying this, I'm reminded of the podcast episode I dropped about my narcissistic ex. It was uncomfortable, but at the same time, it was comfortable because it was familiar. Although that's comfortable and familiar in a very unhealthy way, I don't love the situation in Montana, but I'm looking forward to getting back to familiarity, to routine, to feeling a bit more settled than I felt over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, I did get into a routine, you know, being at my dad's for a couple of weeks, but it's not like being in your own space. And as I say that, I kind of roll my eyes because we're not in our own space, but I'm thinking, you know what I'm talking about. And something funny happened this morning that I'll, I'll share with you. So I usually put on like my wedding rings and my earrings and stuff in the bedroom that we've been staying in. And for some reason I didn't do that today. I brought my bracelets, my earrings, my rings out into the dining room where I've been sitting and working and I put them on there. And as I grabbed my wedding ring and my engagement ring, my wedding ring slipped out of my fingers and fell on the floor. Well, the house that my dad lives in has the air conditioning and the heater vents on the floor. There's a vent right behind me. And as I grabbed my wedding ring, it fell out of my fingers and started falling towards the floor, and then it landed on the vent. So it landed on the slats of the vent, and then it just decided to go into the vent. And so my husband and my son are sitting here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like my wedding ring went into the vent. So my son got really upset and started kind of freaking out, and my husband's like, great. And my dad said, you know, it's not I don't know how ducting typically is, but he said it's it's just flat. Like it's not going to go into some abyss. So we got flashlights, we got our phones, and we're looking and we couldn't find it. So then my husband ran to Harbor Freight, got, you know, a camera at the end of, you know, like if they're doing like laparoscopic surgery, like at the end of like a scope and, uh, used that and was able to find my ring and actually get my ring. And we're not quite sure how it ended up as far back as it did. But yeah, that was a little bit of excitement for the morning. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I'm ready to get back into my old routine. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Um, But it's been really nice, you know, being able to spend time with, with my dad. Although I've been working just like I normally do. And so, you know, getting out and actually doing things 
that's been my husband and my dad and my kid, not me. But I'm really grateful that both he and my son, you know, have this opportunity to build a relationship. And, um, you know, we weren't able to get out here really much at all before my mom passed away. And, you know, with Eli not working right now and me being remotely based, there's a little bit more flexibility there. And it's made me really happy to um, be able to see them establish this relationship. And, you know, there were also some, some kids in the family here over the past week and a half. So it was really nice for my son to be able to go next door, play with the kids, just be outside and have a level of autonomy here that he doesn't have when we're in Montana. So I'm looking forward to leaving, but at the same time, I'm, I'm also sad and it's just, it's really nice up here. Like right now I'm looking out the window and looking at pine trees and hearing the wind chimes and there's this soft breeze and it smells great outside. And they have this, you know, covered patio that goes around the entire perimeter of the house. And it's just very soul soothing. So I'm sad to be leaving that because where we live does not feel like that to me. So something that's been on my mind for the past week that I wanted to share with you is kind of an extension or a continuation of the stuff I was talking about last week in terms of, you know, feeling understood or being misunderstood and people either having a desire or not having a desire to understand you and just some realizations that I had in kind of sifting through the stuff that has come up for me, um, especially these last few weeks. And I was watching an episode of Bluey and I don't know if you, if you have kids, I'm sure you know who Bluey is. If you don't have kids, you need to take a minute and watch an episode of Bluey. It is so cute. I think like each show is probably seven or eight minutes long and it's this family of dogs that live in Australia and they have two kids, uh, Bingo and Bluey and it's just about like their adventures as a family and it's so relatable as a parent, but I think also as an adult, if you don't have kids, I think there are certain things that are just going to resonate with you that you're going to be able to relate to whether you have kids or not. And if you are an aunt or an uncle or are friends with someone who has kids, like I think like you will, you will see many people, you know, reflected in the show. And in this episode called Hammer Barn, one of the kids comes up to the dad and is complaining about Bluey. It's actually Bluey is complaining about her watermelon, not being as red as her sister's. And so the dad bandits like, well, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And then they go outside and they see that their neighbor has gotten a new pizza oven from hammer barn. And so as soon as bandit sees that, He's like, we're going to Hamabon. And the mom comments, well, his grass is looking green. So I've been thinking about that a lot and how, you know, that saying, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And then there's kind of the flip side, well, the grass is greener where you water it. And I'm explaining this just so you kind of see like my, my train of thought. 
the grass being greener because you water it, to me, it's, you know, you're giving it life. So then it made me think of what we give our time and our energy to, you know, and I was talking about that last week in terms of relationships. If we're not feeling as though we're being respected and understood, is that really a relationship that we want to give our time and our energy to? And in terms of thinking about that, I was really thinking about just things in our life that we give oxygen to. And what do we allow space for versus what do we not allow space for? What do we allow to breathe and grow and thrive? And what do we like stomp out? What do we stifle? And when I was thinking about the episode I dropped last week, I was thinking about how much time, like all of the drama that unfolded a few weeks ago, I was thinking about all of the time and all of the energy that I gave to that thing. And I also extended grace towards myself because I was like, I felt bamboozled. I I was really hurt. I felt like a black sheep. I just, I felt awful and I felt so misunderstood. And they were all of these things that just didn't feel good. And so for a couple of days after all of that stuff happened, I was really focusing on negativity. I was allowing the negativity, I don't want to say to bring me down, but I was allowing space for that negativity to just be in my life because I knew I needed to do that. I needed to feel everything I was feeling. And even though it didn't feel good, I knew I had to sit with it because that was the only way I was going to work through it was to just sit with the discomfort, sit with the feelings of being misunderstood, sitting with the feelings of people not really showing a desire to understand me and certain things that I did and certain things that I said. And it felt awful, honestly. But then after like that emotional wave kind of made its way into shore and broke, I was then left with a decision. Is this something that I want to keep talking about? Is this something that I want to keep focusing on even when that like emotional climax has been reached? Or would I rather focus my attention and my energy on things that do make me feel good, on things that I just need to do that have absolutely nothing to do with this situation, with these people? And it reminded me of a situation that we're dealing with in Montana with a set of neighbors. And these neighbors, um, I don't think that they're very happy people. I think that they are trying to find every little thing that they can to complain about. And it's gotten a lot of people in our area worked up. And I mean, I see one of these people every day and I have to admit every time I see this person, like I feel this tightness in my chest because I just don't understand how you can, (laughs) 
have so many issues and not have even like the courtesy to address things in a neighborly way. Like I could have a whole podcast episode about that. But this has been the topic of conversation in many conversations that we have had in our neighborhood. And I remember my husband mentioning it again, not too long ago, this situation with the neighbors. And I just said, why do we keep talking about this? Like, it is what it is. We can't do anything about anything. There's really nothing for us to do. Like, our dogs are not nuisances. Our dogs are not aggressive. We have every right to have like the vehicles that we have like on our property. They are not abandoned. You know, like the the things that these people are complaining about, in my opinion, are completely ridiculous. And my husband just continued talking about them. And I said, at, at what point, like, do you just get tired of doing this? Like this gets you riled up. It's just this negative energy. At what point are you just going to stop giving this oxygen? Because the more oxygen you give it, it's like a fire. The more oxygen you give it, you're fanning the flames. Like you are increasing that fire. You were increasing that tension, that, that anger, that frustration, the hurt. Like the more oxygen you give something that really doesn't make you feel good, like you're just amplifying it. And so I was thinking about that last week as I was, you know, just kind of working through some of my my own stuff. And again, after reaching that emotional climax, I thought, okay, so I have a choice here. I can continue to focus on this stuff or I can just choose to not give it oxygen. Like I'm not giving it an opportunity to be amplified. The more I'm talking about it, the bigger chunk of real estate it's going to occupy in my mind and really in my body. So if it's something that doesn't feel good, the more I'm focusing on it, it's not going to be a good thing. Like it's going to make me feel crappy. And I don't want to feel crappy because when I feel crappy, I'm kind of bitchy and I'm super sensitive and I'm not the person that I want to be. So in just kind of sifting through the stuff, working through the stuff last week, I was like, I don't want to give this any more oxygen. Like I could bring up certain things with certain people and try to talk about it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm just done. And if someone wants to talk to me about something, I guess I would, but I am done talking through this, like of my own initiative. Like I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not even going to make like little snarky comments to my husband, like little smart ass, like comments. If something comes up, like I'm not even going to say that because all that's going to do is give that negativity oxygen. And I don't want to do that. If a situation arises Yes, I will respond accordingly, but I also have a choice as to what I focus on. And I don't want to focus on all of this stuff that is crappy and just doesn't feel good. And it's not to say that it's not there. I have a choice as to where I focus my energy and what I give oxygen to. And I don't want to give oxygen to the negativity because then that's going to be more of what I see. It's going to be more of what I feel. And that's not how I want to feel. So it 
also made me think of the negativity that we just allow into our lives, whether we're constantly venting about a job or a significant other or a friend or a family member or something that's going on in the world. Like if we're constantly giving the things in our life that we classify as negative, like if we're constantly giving those things oxygen, we're like shooting ourselves in the foot. And that doesn't make really any sense to me. I feel like it's so much easier to focus on the negativity because that's just what I think a lot of us were just brought up to do. And I think that's what we see a lot of people doing is focusing on that which is negative, on that which doesn't feel good. But what if we made the choice to not give the negativity the oxygen it's demanding and instead just let it die? Like we're not intentionally suffocating it. We're just not giving all of that crap oxygen. We're going to breathe life into the things that bring us joy, the things that light us up, the things that maybe we can do to make those negative situations better, to make the stuff that doesn't feel good actually feel good. Like that's what we're choosing to give oxygen to. That's what we're choosing to breathe life into. And so that's what I was thinking about last week is just... I don't want to give this any more oxygen. I just don't. It doesn't need it. It doesn't deserve it. And my son, my husband, my time with my dad, these are the things that I I want to give oxygen to. These are the things that I want to breathe life into. Spending time with my family that I don't get to see very often, those are the things that I want to make my focus, not this stuff that doesn't feel good to me. And so... I'm sharing this with you, one, because I think you need to watch Bluey. It's a really cute show. And two, think about the stuff in your life that doesn't make you feel good. The stuff that's just negative. And how much life are you breathing into it? Like how much is it breathing on its own? And then how much oxygen are you giving it? And if you were giving it too much, then just stop and start giving oxygen to the things that really matter to you, the things that you want to amplify in your life, the things that make you feel good, the things that are going to help you feel better, the things that are going to add joy and light and love and laughter into your life. Choose to give those things oxygen. Because if you're like always just like feeling crappy, if you're always talking shit about people, if you're always finding the negative in things like that's going to make you like this wonderful person that one people want to be around and two, right? You want to be around. Like if you were looking at yourself from an outsider's perspective, like, would you want to hang out with you? And it's not to say we're looking at life through a rose colored lenses, but I think we can absolutely be more mindful and intentional about what we are choosing to breathe life into. And so I hope this was helpful. I hope my sharing you know, examples from my life was helpful for you. If it was, I would love to know. You know the drill, but I'm going to go through it anyway. You can send me an email, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakenmateshortinary.com. You can find me on Instagram and send me a message there at it's actually Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. If you found this episode helpful, share it in your stories, tag me. If you think a friend would benefit from hearing it, share it with them. I would appreciate it and hopefully they appreciate it. If they don't, I don't want to know. But anyway, 
Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you taking time to listen, making time to listen. It does mean the world to me. And I encourage you as always to stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I'll talk with you soon.